0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 737 What to Get Everyone for Christmas, Part 2, by David Kane of Raptitude.com. And I am Dan, your host, and a very Merry Christmas to you if you are celebrating today. And today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you are new here, it would be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. That would be Episode 736. But if you're all caught up, let's finish up this Christmas post and continue optimizing your life. What to Get Everyone for Christmas, part two, by David Kane of raptitude.com. At the opposite end of the spectrum are purchases that generate returns for a long time. That is how the rich get rich. They are careful to buy only things that pay them in some way, like businesses, properties, educations, and business leads and they certainly are careful not to buy things that leak money or value. But financial abundance is only one kind of abundance. Some purchases also pay its owner interest and dividends in the form of personal growth, insight, skills, or confidence. The principle of compound interest applies in virtually every area of personal gain, and the rates of return are far greater than even the best financial investments. 10% is nothing. The best purchase I ever made for myself was an online blogging course back in January of 2009. It was a few hundred dollars, and directly because of it, I found my passion in life. I've become a much more happy and capable person. I've made thousands of dollars, and I escaped the rat race, and the best of its returns are certainly yet to come. That gift kept on giving and will keep on giving probably past the end of my life. Over the years, as this blog grows and my writing skills improve, I'm helping increasingly more people, and I'm increasingly more free to make my best contributions to the world. I didn't know the astounding value of that purchase at the time, but I certainly would have been more likely to make that purchase if I had been in the habit of only spending on things I expected to create some form of lasting returns. Spending on education was out of character for me, and it was a major purchase. I feel very lucky that I had a good feeling about it because it was an absolute steal, orders of magnitude better than successfully nabbing a $39 television or any other Black Friday loss leader. Give growth for Christmas. All purchases are exchanges of value. Many, or maybe most, Christmas gift exchanges disperse the value something like this. The giver comes away with some debt and the mildly relieving feeling of having fulfilled one of his social obligations. The recipient gets a bit high opening it and possibly enjoys using it, but will soon forget it. The retailer adds a bit of money to his money pile. Retailers want this kind of exchange to happen as often as possible. Sometimes it works out better though and the giver feels wonderful and the recipient gains something lasting and the seller adds to his stack. But I think this is the exception. Most of the consumer Death Star is built from waste and debt. But we can make that happen more often by thinking consciously about the real life value of what we buy. Imagine if after Christmas, millions of people were left with the means to become better and more capable people rather than billions in debt. Last year, I announced to my family that I'm no longer going to participate in the normal exchange of gifts. I just don't feel good about it. I've come to feel a tinge of guilt at buying any new manufactured good, and I think this is a feeling usually worth trusting. Yesterday, my mother suggested a wonderful alternative to gift-giving between the adults of the family. We each find books that we think everyone will like and give a random wrapped book to each other person, which we will pass along to each other throughout the year as we read them. In our case, everyone would get a new book to read each month of the year. This I feel good about because the value of each purchase goes to multiple people and that good books deliver lasting value, even lifelong value. Everyone has a different emotional relationship to the gift-giving aspect of Christmas. Some can't stand it and some love it. I acknowledge that opting out of the tradition isn't desirable or possible for all of you. So I suggest getting gifts that pay interest, skills, insight, recurring joy. This creates abundance of the lasting kind. And if your gifts return compounding value, give this abundance to yourself too. It's easier to know what gift will pay you the greatest dividends than it is to know the long-term value of a gift to someone else. So take advantage of how well you know your recipient make an annual tradition of giving yourself a gift that leaves you with a new skill or a recurring source of joy or income. My post-Christmas gift to myself in 2009 paid for itself in the monetary sense a long time ago, but it also pays me every day in a dozen ways, particularly in the moment I wake up and remember that I don't have a boss anymore. By the way, the course isn't available anymore because the man who taught me to blog is now focusing on teaching people to build membership sites. If you feel guilt about buying a present for yourself, then make it one you expect to pay off in dollars because it's easier to see that there's no loss in value. A new skill, or better, starting a tiny business, could pay for all your holiday gifts by this time next year. If you want to start a one-person business, you live in an era where it's as easy as it's probably ever going to be. Chris Gillibo runs a lifestyle business course that could make a chimpanzee back his money several times over in a year. I'll probably get something else too, but one thing I know I'm getting for myself this year is a book about making bread from scratch, along with the necessary kitchenware. I'm going to learn to make my own bread, which will make its money back quickly, be a lot of fun, and give me one of those gritty medieval skills that I'll have forever. I wish I had done this for each of the last dozen Christmases. Whatever you do, think of all your gift purchases in terms of what they are likely to deliver beyond the initial rush of receiving them. Imagine what the world would be like if that was a cultural norm. Imagine what just a decade of that mentality would mean for the population, even if the tradition were started only today. You just listened to part two of the post titled What to Get Everyone for Christmas by David Kane of raptitude.com. And before we go today, if you haven't done so already, please check out our other podcasts, especially if you liked today's content. David Kane and minimalism-related content is frequently narrated on Optimal Living Daily, so you can definitely check that out. To find all of our shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this, and be sure to subscribe. And that's a wrap for another show here on Optimal Finance Daily. And again, if you are celebrating, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas today, and I'll be back with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.